Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Welcome back. You're listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. My name is Rafil and I'm with you every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 AM. In the amazing song that we listen to, it's Over There by Neymar Campbell. Hope that was a great uh, uplifting song. Hope you enjoyed it. I believe you actually enjoyed it, hey? Because I, I love some good music. I love some uh, gospel music. So, yeah, we're just getting uh, straight into it. It's 10 minutes after the hour, 3 o'clock. And, yeah, 3 a.m. Having a great time. And, yeah, just interested in, in all that we're going to be, you know, uh, focusing on and speaking. So, now we're just going to be uh, speaking on the, the book of, the book of Acts still, so we'll just be continuing um, even during this this time, this season of things that we're going through. But hey, we 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 believe in God in this season. And I believe in this season, like, you know, for every Christian person, it should be a matter of uh, open doors, right? Uh, but before I actually start with the book of Acts, I also want to um, put an emphasis on... Uh, something that happened in the book of Genesis. Genesis, yes, definitely in the book of Genesis. So I'm just going to be putting an emphasis on it. And yeah, if you have your Bible, if you don't know where your Bible is, I believe now it's the time to get your Bible. And yeah, I'll be telling you where we'll be going. So yes, let's uh, quickly move to the book of uh, Genesis. Okay, 41, right? Genesis 41, um, verse verse 1. So um, I'll just be reading a couple of... um, chapters before i actually get to to the point uh so genesis 41 i'm using the nlt version it says two full years later a pharaoh dreamed uh dreamed that he was uh standing on the bank of the nile river in his dream he saw seven fat healthy cows come up out of the river and been grazing in the uh, mesh grass then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the nile but this uh, were uh, scrawny and thin. These cows uh, stood beside the fat cows on the river bank. Then the uh, scrawny thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up, but he felt he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single uh, stalk, then seven more heads of grain appeared, but those were uh, shivered and withered by the east wind. And this thin head swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed uh, heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams, so he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. When Pharaoh told them his dream, not one of them could tell him what they meant. Finally, the king's chief... Verse 9 says, uh, finally, the king's uh, chief Kabiria spoke up. Today, I have been reminded of my failure. He told Pharaoh, some time ago, you were angry with the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he told us what each of our dreams our dreams meant. And everything happened just as he had predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer and the chief baker was executed and impelled on a pole. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once and he was quickly brought from, from the prison after he shaved and changed his clothes. He went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. Uh, 
It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. In my dream, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River and I saw seven fat, healthy uh, cows come up out of the river and began grazing in the mesh grass. But then I saw seven sick-looking cows, uh, scrawny and thin, come up with them. And so he starts explaining um, what happens in the in the dream, right? So verse 25, we see that uh, Joseph now responded, both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads uh, of, of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin scrawny cows that come up uh, later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. This this will happen just as I have described before. God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. Afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events had been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of his entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all crops during the seven good years, have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses, store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. That way, there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, the famine will destroy the land. Uh, verse 37, Joseph's suggestions were, were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man? So obviously filled with the spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God had revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You'll be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Like, can we just uh, stop there? This man was imprisoned. Now he'll be in charge of the courts and all uh, Egypt's people will be getting orders from him. Do you see what was happening in, in chaos in times where you think that, you know what, uh, you feel like God is not there or something? Here it is. Getting closer to God. I mean, this is this is just amazing. Then Pharaoh removed uh, his uh, signet uh, ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was, uh, was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, uh, Zaphaneth Pane. He also gave him a wife whose name was Asneth. She was the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh. The king of Egypt and when Joseph uh, left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph, you know, uh, gathered. So we see what was what was going on, right? So uh, going on, moving on to the next chapter, Joseph, uh, Genesis 42. 
The first couple of verses say, when Joseph heard that grain was available in, when Jacob heard grain was available in Egypt, he said to his, his sons, why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we will die. Right. This is verse 40, 40, 42. Right. So looking also at um, verse 50, 53. Right. So we see that at last the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all surrounding countries, but uh, but throughout Egypt there was plenty of food. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. So with severe famine everywhere, uh, Joseph opened up storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt and people from all over came to Egypt and bought grain from Jacob because of the famine that was throughout the world. So this is uh, an interesting thing that we see. And before I actually get to unpack it, let's go listen to some great music. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives on the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Welcome back to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. So the song that we just listened to is uh, Omusawa Jesu by Fakazi Samuel. And before that, I played you Chokoya uh, Hao by Zbongile Sibek. Hope you enjoy those great songs there. Those are amazing songs. And don't forget that you can also interact with us on our social media platforms. We are available as uh, Radio Pulpit on all social media platforms. Remember, you can also interact with us by tuning in on M-Wave 657 AM. Also, um, DSTV Channel Audio 882 and also by streaming us online on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Also, having our lovely app helps and it goes a long way, especially for those who are technologically savvy. You know, during this time, it's time where you get to, you know, spend time with God, reflect and just be grateful for all that, you know, for being able to make it to this point. If you are still healthy and you made it this far, you haven't lost your life in any way and nothing bad has happened to you, you know, just be grateful to God. Uh, Despite what's happening in the world, God is still faithful. And, um... Looking at the scripture that we're reading in Genesis 41, we get to realize that um, God spoke to Pharaoh in two dreams, saying one thing, but in two different dreams. Meaning before everything happens, God speaks to people. God speaks to, you know, there are people, sometimes we don't understand, sometimes we are not, we are surrounded by people who can assist, but we are not aware. Or sometimes we're just surrounded by wrong people, you know, people who cannot help us into uh, the purposes that we are uh, here for. I mean, for example, imagine if Joseph wasn't there when Pharaoh had those dreams. Uh, 
it would have been a frustration when after the seven years of prosperity uh, have passed and it's time for famine now. So it would have been a lot of chaos in Egypt. But then because Joseph was there, you know, just show you the, the divine, you know, uh, alignment that was taking place there. So sometimes we get to understand that, you know what? People, God puts people in place in our lives because of a certain reason, not because of, oh, I want this, I want that, because of God understands that when a certain individual is in your life, a, a, a fulfillment of a certain prophe prophecy takes place. When someone is around you, when someone is praying with you, when someone who who is in your life uh divinely so when sent by God when such things happen the very same way when Pharaoh had the dream when that happened you know what God uh ensured that uh Joseph was there Joseph understood that you know what I'll be here and he, he remained faithful to God and in that God used him like in a like a major way in a major way and we we see that we hear that even in scriptures even in this word for him to be the second in command of of pharaoh this is huge and he he's a hebrew and he's doing all this in egypt that that's phenomenal i mean just think about it and moving on to Oh, verse 42, we hear now, like, uh, the father of, of, of Joseph is now saying, you know, certain things. You're now seeing the divine alignment of literally everything. So when Jacob heard that grain was available in Egypt, he said to his sons, why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. So Joseph's 10 brothers, imagine, remember the brothers sold him so that he can be a slave and the others were thinking, no, we should just kill him. But Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother Benjamin go with him for fear some harm might come to him. So Jacob's son, sons arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food for the famine um, that was in Canaan as well. So Joseph was governor of all Egypt. Imagine he was governor at the time. Oh, my word. And in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. J Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? He demanded. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We have come to buy food. Also, Joseph, Joseph recognized his brothers. They didn't recognize him, and he remembered the dreams he had uh, about, many, about them many years before. He said to them, You are spies. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. No, my Lord, they exclaimed. Your servants have simply come to buy food. We are all brothers, members of the same family. We are honest men, so we are not spies. Yes, you are, Joseph insisted. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. So they said, there are actually 12 of us. We, your servant, are all brothers, sons of a man living in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is back there with our father right now, and one of our brothers is no longer with us. But uh, Joseph insisted, as I said, you are spies. This is how I will test your story. I, I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will never leave Egypt unless your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. By the life of Pharaoh, if it turns out that you're, you don't have your younger brother, then I will know you are spy. So Joseph put them all in prison for three days. Uh, on the third day, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will leave. If you are honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families, but you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth and you will not die. 
To this they agreed, speaking among themselves, they said, Clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we are in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against uh, the boy, Reuben asked, but you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Now he turned away from them and began to uh, to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had him tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordained his servants to fill the men's sack with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys and grain and headed home. But when they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey and he found his money in the top of his sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money has been returned. It's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank, trembling. They said to each other, what has God done to us? When the brothers came to their father, Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened. The man who was a governor of the, spoke very harshly to us. They told him he accused us of being, we are 12 brothers. So explaining, explaining, explaining of the whole story, right? So we're now seeing here, and I'm going to relate this, take it back to, to us. So with all this, I just wanted us to, to get to understand how God moves, right? So in all this, let us listen to uh, Mimi saying, how? and I'll be explaining how, what this means and then going back to to our initial path of acts it's here radio pulpit's new website is live you can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you you can download our app on this new look easy to use platform Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Welcome back. You're still listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, 6, 5, 7 a.m. As I was saying, you know, uh, before we listen to that great song by uh, Mimi, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that Sometimes as we are sitting as individuals, we ask ourselves, why are certain things happening, right? So looking at the story of Joseph, we see here that, you know what? God used Joseph for a great thing, a phenomenal thing. And sometimes we know God would place us in other people's life and they will treat us harshly. But we have to understand that, you know what? God is the one who will fight for us. He's the mighty warrior. He's great in battle. He will ensure that all things work out for our good. And it is our responsibility to ensure that, you know what, all that God has said, you know, will literally come to pass in our lives. I hope you understand that. And, you know, we, we put everything that is in our mind, you know, to, to great understanding. So, yeah, there was great uh, famine that was happening. Right now, there's the whole... Uh, a thing of the COVID-19 where it has uh, affected you. Oh my word, the numbers keep on increasing. Hey, the numbers literally are increasing. A huge number uh, of people like, yo, I don't even, I don't even want to, you know, speak figures, but it has affected a huge number of people. A lot of people lost their lives and we have lost our loved ones as well. You know, even here in Africa, so many people like, so many people have lost their lives, you know, even if it's not just about the, the COVID-19 thing, but um, just the whole essential fact of the point that, you know what, in every season, when when uh, something happens globally, there is 
a word that has been spoken before. Nothing just happens out of the blue. Everything has been spoken beforehand. So even with this, this has been spoken of beforehand, you know, and it is our responsibility to ensure we are healthy, to ensure that we are safe. It is our responsibility to ensure that we keep strong and we keep our faith and we keep our eyes set up to God. So that is what I wanted us to, you know, take from this, that God spoke and in him speaking, you know, um, we see how Joseph, through the wisdom of God, was able to get the whole country and other, you know, and the people of Israel out of that, you know, difficult time. So now us being the the children of Israel, we need to understand that globally as the body of Christ, it is our responsibility, you know, to together and hear what God is saying, gather together and understand what God is saying and use his guidance, you know, to help people get out of what we are going through now. It is only through God that things will be will be okay. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, um, Italy was saying that they have tried everything. I mean, Europe Europe is proper. They have the best even in uh, medical care. But for, for Italy to come up and say that, you know what, they have tried everything, the only thing that they can do is to look up to the sky and rely on God. You know, when all else fails, God is the only way out. But if literally every country decides that you know what we're not going to rely on our own understanding we're not going to rely on certain things we, we we're going back to god each and every country that goes back to god god will see them through but remember you need to do things wisely you can't say you're going to depend on god but yet go around and you know disobey certain things and just want to live your life in a way that doesn't show wisdom you know you don't want to live as a person who lacks wisdom Remember that we have been given wisdom through the through Christ, right? There is the wisdom of God. So we need to apply that in our lives. And in applying that, we're going to do great things. So let us also just swiftly move. So that's just all that wanted us to, uh, to understand, you know. Um, and in all that understanding that I also just wanted us to get to see and understand what I'm talking about. Because what I'm talking about is really found in the... In the Bible, so we get to relate from certain instances when uh, something comes upon a land, something comes upon like the entire continent, and we see here what what, what took place was was huge. It wasn't just a small thing. So we're gonna be looking at um, Acts uh, seventeen, and yeah, we will be yeah Acts chapter seventeen. That's where we will be. Um, We'll be at, so Acts 17, I hope you are going there. I'm going to say the last time. Let's all swiftly move to the book of Acts uh, 17. And if you got there, that's just, yeah. Let's listen to uh, one song uh, by Tandeka Sengue. And we'll be back after this to just read it up. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to someone to listen to us and what better way to do that than through a quick and easy whatsapp text whether you're having a hard time coping with school family issues being bullied depression or anxiety speak to someone who cares today send a whatsapp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085 our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today.